a keeper. That is a keeper. Good to see everybody this morning. My name's Pastor Rich, lead pastor here, and I love that announcement. So now we get to do that every single week. But I don't think he's going to be the only one. He's going to be picking some people out the audience to do it. So you need to be excited that you really love this place, and you have to make people laugh. If you can't do that, you're fired. Amen? All right. Good to see everybody here. If you're a guest, welcome. Thank you for coming out. Uh, it was a great time. We start a new series this, this week called Beyond Blessed. For the next four weeks, we get to talk about money. Four people. No one likes to talk about money. I love talking about money. I love talking about your money. No, we're going to actually talk about, um, be called Beyond Blessed. We're going to actually talk about how God has wired a plan for us to be blessed and also be a blessing. We're using a book, if you haven't seen this book, it's Beyond Blessed by um, Robert Morris. He wrote The Blessed Life. We did this about two years ago. It focused a lot on generosity. But this one here, we're going to talk about stewardship. How God is, owns everything, but we're here to manage everything he owns. And the scripture, the main scripture for this, this series is um, Psalm 24.1. It says, the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. The world and those, say those, those. who dwell therein. And we're the those. So it doesn't matter if it's just money, time, people. We are managers, and God is the owner. How many know when you're a manager, it's less stress? Just, I want you to imagine yourself not worried about money, not stressing about bills, not stressing about tuition. Just think a moment. What would that look like? Well, God has a plan. He has a perfect plan to overcome all our financial stress because that's what a lot of people have problems with. It really wants us to live a stress-free life so we can be a blessing to other people and not worry about money so much. Amen? So what does living beyond blessed mean? It means this. Is God, that God blesses us so we can bless others. Now, when you're blessed, you receive, and I'm going to show you that we're blessed already, but you live beyond blessed when you can give it out. When you can give it out to someone, that's beyond blessed living, and you have to grow into that because we're not naturally um, bent that way. We want to hold on, but he says, be living beyond blessed is you're blessed, but you're also giving out your blessings. Now, I have to learn that when I talk about sweets. Y'all know I love my sweets. It's not a, it's not a hint. It's not a um, secret that I love sweets. A couple weeks ago, Miss Donna made uh, a um, pumpkin pie. I said, this is great. Then the next thing I know, she made another one. I said, this is amazing. And then she made some brownies. I said, I must have did good work this week. <laughs> Let me go out and cut some more grass. And see, I was blessed when I had one. I became beyond blessed when I had the brownies and another pie. Yeah. Now, no one asked me for it, so I didn't give it up. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's a secret. But if I had, you came to my house, I have to offer to you out of my bless, blessing to other people. And what we're going to use, we're going to use a scripture. We're going to go away from the beginning about God's idea for us. It's in Genesis 1.28. I love going to the very beginning. Genesis 1.28. He says, and God blessed them, so my man Adam and Eve, and God said to them, be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish, over the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Now, a lot of times when we read this scripture, we skip over the very first part. God blessed them. And the guys like to go be fruitful and multiply. And we know what that means. Where the guys hang out all the time. Even the old guys hang out over there. 
You say, you're not Abraham. You can't do that. Anyway. But the word blessed, what it means is really, if you're looking at, when you look it up, it means posterity. And posterity is this, fruitfulness on all future generations of people. When he blessed mankind before the fall, said, I bless you. I'm going to give you the power to produce fruit for future generations. Whenever you read the Bible in the Old Testament and you see a king who walked with God, he had a son who also became king. They will say his son followed after his father by, worship, by obeying God. And then you had another king who was an evil king, and they said the, king, the father, the son, worshipped um, God the way his father did. He did evil in the sight of God the way his father did. Now that king's son had another son, and he followed pattern. You see all the time, they go all the way back to the original father about how they followed the pattern of the original father. Well, the same thing here with the fruitfulness from every generation. That's why it's so amazing when we have our children. They see us worshiping together like we did this morning. We are planting seed to be, for them to be fruitful. But he put this to the ability, posterity, he blessed them. He blessed each and every one of us to be fruitful. And not just for us, to pass it on to every single generation. From the very beginning... And what it says signifies here, he owns it and we manage it. God owns everything and we manage it. I love this part. A steward is a person who manages another, another's property or financial affairs. That's what I love about tithing. Tithing is such a test for me to take what's God's and give it back to him. Sometimes we call it giving, but it's actually return. We own that tent. Because he gave us that 10. A lot of people get caught up with it, but really it's a test. He gives us, which is his, and we have to give, we give it back. No one likes that part. I don't know why. No one gets upset when Uncle Sam takes your first cut off your check. No one, right? I mean, when I was a young man and I had my first job in the department store, I started counting on my hours. I said, man, I'm going to make me some good money. I'm going to have money for two or three weeks. And I remember getting my first check. And I is that the bottom line? I worked longer than that. And I was upset. I said, who is this FICA guy? <laughs> and what does this F-I-T-W mean? Who are these people? My, my employer said, Rich, that's the government. They always get theirs first. And then you read in the Bible when Jesus says, render Caesars as Caesars and render God as God. No one gets upset when they lose tax. And tax people love me. I'm a retiree, two incomes. We got two retirees and two extra four incomes. And every February, Uncle Sam says, hello, Rich. I love you so much. I want to give you this bill. And I never, I, well, I do complain. <laughs> Same way we're giving. I, I, and if I don't pay my taxes, what happens? Pastor Rich won't be up here, will he? <laughs> no, he'll be over across the street. Because I'm a what? They, the, the government will call me what? A thief. Remember Malachi 3? Don't pay a tithe and offering. You are what? See, the government learned from the Bible. 
It's not yours. You may think it's yours. In fact, if you get extra money every month, like they're not taking enough, go pay it right away. Call them up because they have something great for you December 31st. <laughs> Amen? So when we talk about giving, it's really posterity. Now, when we talk about living beyond blessed, as you start to live, because it's a lifestyle, not just an event. When you start, it's a lifestyle. When you start living beyond blessed, four things start to manifest in your life. And the last time we talked about the blessed life four years ago, we talked about that one word, being generous, being generosity. But this one here, there's four things that manifest in your life. And first thing, two things is generosity and stewardship. Generosity and stewardship. We are stewards of everything that God has. We don't own anything. The greatest thing is when you don't own anything is less stress. Now, now how many, uh, how, some of us have experienced renting a vehicle. And how do you treat that vehicle? You put your feet up on it. You don't mind because you're going to give it back to the owner. How about when you own it? Don't you put your feet on my, my car. Don't you sit on my car. Don't you see the stress? Hey, did you just spill a drink in the car on the carpet? Is the, is the rental car? Oh, well, I don't own it. But no, you really, I learned growing up, you leave things better than the way you found it. But as a steward, we're just stewards, so we have a less stress factor because God owns it all. And when we talk about stewardship, let's look at Genesis 12, verse 2. He says, I will make you a great nation. This is Abraham. And I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. Now, that, what we hear called the Abrahamic covenant. But the greatest thing we see in, um, in uh, Abraham was he obeyed the Lord. And what it is is a covenant promise, covenant blessing promise of, of blessings and also um, a long life, wealth of importance. It's a covenant promise. Now you ask Pastor Rich, what does that got to do with me in the Old Testament? It really doesn't ha it has everything to do with you in the Old Testament because when you go to the New Testament, Galatians 3, 29, and he said, if you are in Christ, then you are Abraham's offspring, heirs according to the promise. So God has blessed us the same way. We have the same blessing as Abraham has, right? That makes, he makes, and God, what he wants to do is take his resources and fold them through us. He makes us a river versus a reservoir. A river of things flow. A reservoir of things hold up. Because we have a tendency to hold on to something that God said give out. Make sense? But we've been blessed that the blessings of Abraham. Unlimited. If you follow what God says. And that's not prosperity. Prosperity is you just great, you get, kill yourself, but you're not a good steward. Give, 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 and you're broke. Now, stewardship is you know how to manage the finances and all these things in your life, your time wisely. So it's a joy when you give. Can I tell you, giving's a blessing, guys. It's a blessing. There's nothing wrong with it. I love to give. I love when people, now the tithe's been attacked lately in, in, the, uh, in uh, some of the writings I read. Well, you know, that's Old Testament. Well, see, the Bible also says, Heaven and earth will pass away, but my word will never pass away. Why would put God put something in the Bible that's going to fade away? Oh, and it's 10%. It's not yours. I love the test. It keeps me on track. Amen? You can say amen. It's only money. 
Yeah, it keeps you on. He said, test me in this because he knows our heart. He knows our heart. But see, but generosity, here's the thing. Generosity is the goal. Why stewardship is the means of achieving that goal. Generosity is the goal, but wise stewardship is the means of receiving that goal. That's the greatest thing about it. Learn to be great stewards. Learn to be on time. Learn how to manage my life well versus my life telling me what to do. Time, talent, everything we receive, the gifts of God, this is the gifts of God. The fruit of the Spirit is not mine. None of those things I manage. So I can live stress-free. That's what I love about it. And it says, Pastor Rich, why do you talk about money? Well, Jesus talked about money quite often. This is about 38 parables in the Bible. 16 of them had to do with finances, but it all was about actually stewardship. Why? As you're walking this journey of living beyond bless, something happens to your heart. It becomes transformed. Because your heart prior to Christ was all about you. What I can receive. As you're walking in the living the beyond blessed life, it's about others receiving through you. Amen? He knows our heart. And that's the first test of our heart. Because Matthew 6, 21 says, for where your treasure is, that's where your heart will also be. See, let me tell you about materialism. It will enslave your heart. Because how much is enough? How much is enough? And the advertisers are good. Now, I'm from the old school. I love love Cheerios, plain Cheerios, when they were bigger. Now you got 16 brands of the new improved Cheerios. Can you just find the original? I was doing okay with that. Or if you want to buy something today, the new and improved and razors, aren't razors getting complicated? I mean, I just bought a new one. Had, it had the battery-operated thing on it. And then Donna bought three homes. She said, Rich, they're about to phase it out. I said, I love this thing. You got a greater and newer model now. Has six, 17 blades on it now. So you just do like this. It's all over. I like, and, like, and you say, really? I think I need to get one of those. <sighs> How about the new iPhone? Ah. I have an iPhone 8. I have to have that 11. That 11 is calling my name. Right? And I, I can't say that because I don't even know how to use the 8 yet. <laughs> but they make it so nice, family environment with phones and taking pictures. And you forgot, oh, that's a phone. And you, you call people. Now it's pictures and you have experience. And you cannot wait. And you're waiting in line how long? Around the block for $799. Right. I got, I've thought phones were not my first phone. Now, don't, don't laugh at my age. The flip phone, it's about this big. $40. So, yeah, $40. Now it's $700. I can't afford it. Now you, you lease it. Am I, am I convicting anybody this morning? I'm sorry. If y'all got 11, don't worry about it. I'm not talking bad about Apple. But they're good to draw you in. What happens, you become enslaved to $799 a month. And they say, you can have a free for a week. No, you're not. You're not nothing's free. 
not, then it's free. Materialism will do that. But a transformed heart is, is free and a clear heart, which leads to clear vision. And I can see all my treasures are in heaven that will never fade away versus on earth where it'll pass and the moss will eat it up. Let's do it. People laugh at me because I keep my cars and they cannot go anymore. We do. Me and Ms. Donna until, and we mourn when it dies. When it's leaking everywhere. Can you give me another two years? I mean, I love paid off vehicles. I steward it, try to steward it well, but I don't want to go in payment because I can use that payment for something else. I can be a blessing at a greater environment. See, when, you, when you're a steward of what God has given you, your heart attitude will determine what you do with it. Because we leave with our heart, don't we? And how many know giving is a blessing? Now, we realize that when Christmas comes around, we really, everyone's excited because we're giving away stuff. Because while well, we start to walk in, the, in really the ways of our Father, who's a giver, the giver of life. When you give a gift, and, you, and when Christmas, everyone's so happy season, oh, this is great. To January, when you get in line, and you got to pay all that credit card bills. But and can I give you a secret? Me, I love Christmas because I don't have to pay it with a credit card. Miss Donna has to, what she calls royal stash. A royal stash that she's been putting money away. I have no idea what's in it, how much is in it. But every time I ask, how much do I get for Christmas? She says $200. I said, you know, inflation's going up, and I need a little more than that. <laughs> but she puts it away. And then we go to the place has the best deals. We never buy anything. We'll drive all the way to Austin to find the best deals. It has to be like, if the dress was $30 on Tuesday, we're going to find it at $5 on Friday, and we'll go get it. Now, me, when we go shopping, I'm supposed to be quiet because I just grabbed the first thing off the rack. That's what it looks good to me. That costs too much. Well, I'm a guy. I just need to get it so I get home. I don't need comparison shop. No, I'm sorry. Well, here, I mean... She does that, so we get the great. So what we do for Christmas, we just go buy our clothes for the year. But you know what it is? It's in the royal stash. We use cash to do it, not the credit card. And we mess people up in line. Y'all behind us with your card? We say, hurry up. And, I'm, and, and then you have someone who's trying to count it because they forgot how to count because they don't think it's important. Because, see, in a, with a debit card, there's no, there's no emotion. With cash, it's a lot of emotion. But that's what we do. Why? Wow, we want to steward Christmas well. I don't want to pay for Christmas for a year in case something breaks before I get home. You know how you have something you bought? I did that as a young man. I bought some stuff. bought some stereo equipment when I was in South Carolina. Nice equipment. Morant's beautiful. Big speakers, all that stuff. It sent me overseas. 220. 110. They had to put a transform on it, and everything went slow. 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 So what I do? I mean, you're talking about $1,000 worth of equipment. Nice stereo set. What I do? I have to give it away. I mean, I sell it for um, $400 for a guy going back to the States. But oh, by the way, I still owe $900 on it. So I'm paying, look, it's real. I'm paying for a piece of equipment I don't own anymore. And the guy's enjoying it because he bought it cash. Look what I got. What a steal. And I'm like, yeah, I know. So I have a picture of it when I was painting. That's what it used to look like. 
right? That's what happens in Christmas. You're still paying for last year. And don't get gas. I'm, I'm going to head it my, because this is another message later on. <laughs> don't get gas on a credit card. You know how fast you burn gas up? Oh, I'm hitting a lot of things this morning. Let me move on. But giving is a blessing, guys. I love what um, Acts 20 and 35 says. This is Jesus' words. Remember the words the Lord Jesus said, how himself said it's more blessed to give than receive. More blessed to give than receive. What's he talking about? Because the blessing of giving out. Now, here's the greatest thing you'll, you'll experience next week. You'll, you'll just notice it when you come back. We have 32, over 35, I think 35 students that went to a retreat. Some of you helped them get there. Now, a lot of their lives were transformed and changed. We're going to give up and give a testimony. We're going to jump and say, that's amazing. And you're going to start to feel the joy of being a blessing to those students. And when we give the missionaries and we give you reports, you're like, that's amazing. I'm part of that. That is the joy that you miss if you don't give out versus holding on to it. So really, you really want to get to a place that you're being a blessing to other people. You want to be in the place that you're a blessing to other people. There's a word that we're going to be putting up on one of the walls when we get done with our project called bless to be a blessing. That's a saying that I learned from a, a man more intelligent than me. Bless to be a blessing. And I'm going to put it on one of the walls and the entry walls when we come in. Grace Point is blessed to be a blessing. And we do. We're able to give out as much as we can. Let's look at this a scripture that we that we probably walk around and say, well, I, I remember the scripture, I don't understand it. It's a guy named Jabez. It's in 1 Corinthians 4, verses 9 and 10. It says this, Jabez was more honorable than his brothers, and mother, and mother called his name Jabez because I bore him in pain, which means, you know, Jabez's name meant pain. What, thanks, Mom, I really appreciate that. Jabez called upon God of Israel, saying, Oh, that you will bless me and enlarge my border, that your right hand may be with me, that you will keep me from harm, so it might not bring me pain. And God granted what he asked. The greatest thing about Jabez, his name named Pain, but he wanted to be a source of a blessing to his people. He didn't want to stay, he didn't want to pass on pain, you know, it's back, you know, when you have a, when you come from a hard life, you can either be better, bitter, bitter or better. Yeah. He decided, I'm going to transform my life. I'm going to be a blessing. When my name is pain, now I want to be a source of God's blessing. And God granted his, his um, request. Now, Jabez never lived up to his name, pain. And here's a question you all have to ask yourself. He was asking to be a blessing. He wasn't asking for himself. Are you asking for yourself, your request to God? Or is it for yourself or is it for other people? Let me tell you about being a blessing to other people, just to people and self. Whenever you're at work and you hear this saying, thank God that you're here. Thank God you're on this team. Thank God you're on this campus. Well, you're being a blessing to your, to your employer because you show up early. You stay late. You don't ask for extra money. You love what you're doing. Amen? You're the best worker on the staff. You're there to make them famous and make them money. Amen? That's the difference between a good steward and those who are just for themselves. You're not in that line saying this. 
I'm going to get it paid enough. I wish they fixed something. I can't stand my boss. And you're saying, no, I love this place because God put me here. I want to be a blessing to this company because God put me here. Wherever he put me, that's what I'm supposed to be a blessing to at. Not just the finances, everything in your life, your soul, become, you become a channel, a channel of blessings. God wants to take his resources and channel them through you. He can just bless them um, indirectly, but he's not going to use you to pour out. And the joy is a transformed life right in front of you. That's what I love about it. Because we're called to be a river, not a reservoir. Let me end with this story. 2002, 2001, the Lord told me it's time to give up your military career. Ms. Donna retired at 2000. She started, work, she started going to school at ACU. And we had one income. And he said, time for you to get out. And I got out September 2001, 10 days before 9-11. And I remember our income got cut in half. And I told the guys, I'm getting out so I can vocationally serve the Lord full time. And I remember getting out. And everything in the house exploding. We got some things fixed. But I, I get this job at Sears. And some of you might have heard this story. And I'm working hard. I'm showing up early. I'm doing all, this, all these things. I'm enjoying it because I don't have to supervise anybody. All I got to take this box and put it over here. I can do this. I don't have to supervise anybody. Showed up early, left late, watched people complain. I said, this is the greatest thing in the world. And I remember they were so happy that I was there. They gave me a Christmas card. And I was excited. They gave me a Christmas card. And then the next day, they gave me a pink slip. I said, oh, that's the grace. And then the law came down and slapped me down. <laughs> well, I was so upset. Here I am. She's in ACU. How many know ACU is not, not cheap? I got college. I'm going to school, trying to finish up. And we have more bills than you have finances. We had to make a decision. We're going to continue giving. I remember being in my living room, crying out to God. I was so angry. I was so upset. I was, and he can handle it, guys. If you're angry with God, tell him. He can handle it. I was so mad. I said, God, God, God. And then something hit me. I said, God, all I want to do is be a blessing. All I want to do, whatever you give me, I just want to be able to give more. That's all I want to do. It wasn't 20 minutes when I got off the floor. The phone rang. Hastings call. That supervisory position you put in for is yours from 4 to 12. Okay, how many, I got to figure this out. When do I um, have to let you know? Well, you got two days. So, okay, thank you. I said, wow, I got a job. Okay, what am I going to do now? Do I call? Don't do anything yet. Another phone call from Dias Air Force Base Chapel. Um, Mr. Brown, you put in for this job as a bookkeeper, and you named your own price. I said, okay, I can't remember what I named. He said, yeah, it's only $850, $750 a month. Did I do that? <laughs> I think I was trying to be nice and I was going to negotiate. But there was no negotiation. Take it or leave it. So I said, well, give me a day. And I was talking to the Lord. I said, what do I do? He said, well, you wanted to be here and you didn't want to stop what you were doing here. It's less, but this is the path. 
go do that job. Because I need to know how to do finances for a church when I came in. That was my first job when I got to this church. Well, I'm working there. A few months later, phone rings. Grace Point, well, yeah, Grace Point Church. Well, at that time, we were Morningstar Community Church. Um, Rich, that position we were telling you about is open. Start working here part-time. Rest was history. What was the, I call it a pivotal pair, prayer. What was the pivotal prayer? Others. See, I was asking wrong. God bless me. God fix me. God give me this and give me that. No. For what reason, Rich? What is the reason? The reason is now I get it. Not for me, but for them. So you can be outside. Yes. God, whatever I grab, I want to give it out to them. I want to be a river. And that's when it changed in my life. And that's when I started living beyond the blessed life. And I haven't done without at all. Has it been tough times and I had to make some tough decisions? Yes, but I always on the side of God. Even though it looks like I'm losing, I'm actually gaining. And that's what the blessed life is like. When you step into that beyond blessed life, you get more joy out of other people's blessings than you get out of your own. Because the whole idea, the whole plan of God, he implemented giving for a purpose. Why? To bless others as we're blessed. That's the whole purpose of giving. And it's beyond our nature, our natural nature, but through God's nature, it's a joy. Look what we got to deal with Jesus. Died on the cross, beaten, blood poured out. For what? For us. We don't have to go to that extent. All he just says, transform your heart. It's not bad to talk about money because that's what God uses to wake us up a lot of times. I'm going to give you something in your hand. Some of you have been part of this beyond the blessed life. You know about April 2018, we gave out, we started a new campaign called Generations. If you knew you've been coming in the doors, you see a tree, you see all these words about generation, how God, we want to get and build something for people to come to, but build something for the people we want to come here. This is going to be beyond my time. And last week, we unleashed a vision about it's going to be great, even greater in the next years to come. And the whole idea was to raise over raise $200,000 in two years. And it was, I mean, it's been an amazing ride. God's been testing our faith. We saw a lot of people get baptized, saw a lot of people get saved. But the most amazing thing when you get that, that document, you'll see what God's done. I'm going to give you some figures. Everyone say 60. 60 people just from that campaign pledged over $107,000. 60 people. And then we received of that 107,000, 50,428. But then we had some people step up without pledging, and they gave an extra 3,600, 690. So we received $53,690 so far. Now we have six months to go. 
And we're looking at, God, we need you to over $146,000 to come in here within six months. I don't think this is too hard for God. If 60 people gave over 107000 and we're a church of 250, oh my gosh, what does he want to do? And some of you experienced that when we did the sanctuary and we had to move out. And then we, we, um, we did some of the hallway. We did some kids' classrooms. We're working on a lot of things. Now we're working on the youth room. And what I gave you was a document telling you exactly what happened. Now, some things got flipped. We thought it was going to be phase two. But God said, no, put the sanctuary at phase one. Now we have to build a lobby. We have our kids' area. We got to add bathrooms. And God says, I can do it if my people believe in me, if they want to be a blessing. And what it is, the greatest thing is I'm going to be a blessing. Now, I'll see it completed, but I won't see a lot of implemented. When the new folks and the new kids that from the children's church are in here and more kids are coming in, we're building a place beyond my years. And you see some of the work here, the stage and all the things we did, and all you guys were amazing helping us. But 60 people decide to live their lives beyond a blessing. Now, you hold on to that document. You take it home. You pray over it. I gave you a, a, um, a, a flyer. I gave you an uh, envelope, and I gave you a commitment card. Pray over that commitment card. The fourth Sunday, we're going to believe God and take a large offering. Don't miss these next few weeks. You'll be surprised what happens. God doesn't want anybody to live in financial stress. In fact, when they look at us, they ought to see that the covenant of Abraham is alive and well. Because we're not going to be worried about a drought. We're not going to be worried about a famine. We're not going to be worried about if the uh, economy tanks. Because we're working on God's economy. Can I get an amen? That's what it's about. That's why we're starting this, to make it practical. Also, we have Beyond Blessed. Devotional, 28-day devotional. How many got version Bible? Go on to version. type up Bible plan. Beyond Blessed by Robin Morris. It's a 28-day devotional. A few of us are going through it together and writing notes what God's been speaking to us. Let's do it all together as a family. And let God take what he wants. He wants to change your life. It doesn't matter what age you are. I made a joke about it last week. I mean, this first service, I didn't get a chance to share about my son. Y'all know my son lives in Arizona. My son went to, instead of him going to school in Texas when we saved up all the money for it, he went and decided, let's go to California. California? Anyway, so he goes to California. Well, we give, you know, when you're in California, who helps him with the money? And who takes his car? My beautiful car. Anyway. And I've noticed something. He started going to one of our every nation churches in L.A. And we're coming in, and we'll go visit him once, twice a year. At that time, we drive to California twice a year. And we'll shake people's hands. They said, thank you for supporting us. I said, I don't even know you. Thank you for supporting us. Oh, I said, you, yeah, Sterling, he's our monthly partner. Really? Okay, well, where's he, I know where he's getting the money. But as a little kid, we taught him how to get a bank. Tithe, savings, mine. And then he took it. Now now he's supporting people all over the world. It was funny, but we didn't tell him that. that." No. He took it as a steward of where he received, and he started living for God in that area. Now you know he's on staff at a church in our Arizona church. 
He wants to live the beyond blessed life. I want you to live beyond the blessed life. It's uncomfortable sometimes, but the joy of watching people's lives transform is amazing. The joy of all those kids that'll be down that hall with their own bathrooms and that, and that, that lobby overflowing with people because our whole city's changing downtown. It's going to be such a joy. Even if I got a seat in my rocking chair, I'm going to say, yep, that was great. <laughs> that was great. Me and David, because David's getting older than I am. Anyway, but we're going to have fun. Why? Posterity. He's given each of us the ability to be fruitful for every generation. Every generation. Each and every one of us are blessed. And say, say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Say, I'm blessed. I'm blessed. Now, it has nothing to do with your eyes. It's about what God put on you. In the midst of your pain, you're blessed. Amen? Yes. Let's pray. Father, I thank you this morning. Give you praise. Give you glory. Thank you, Lord, for blessing us and showing us to live a life that's far above what we can even think or ask. Father, I thank you that you put in our hearts to be blessed to be a blessing. What we receive, Lord, let us receive it with joy, but give it out even with more joy. And I just pray a blessing over everyone here, God, that we're here with the Spirit of God saying in their hearts. Not what I say, but what you say. Let us, when we talk about money, let us not get up to upset but let's find the joy in how we can learn more to be better givers. Because you call us to be rivers, not reservoirs. And we thank you this morning in Jesus' name. Amen.